I know your family is important to you and you'd protect them at all costs. Do you know it might not cost as much as you think? Term life insurance will help protect your family from the potential burden of loans. EverQuote is here to make things easy for you to protect your family. Call 866-335-2648 to speak with an agent Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. so you can better understand your needs and so they can help you find an affordable solution. That's 866-335-2648 to speak to EverQuote today. Podcasting from a JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast, another hot stove edition as we are on the cusp of spring training. I'm Scott Evans, he's Nick Lawson, and uh, Nick, are you ready for baseball finally? You know, I, I've been waiting for so long for baseball, it seems like a whole year. Right. <laughs> and I'm glad, it's, I'm glad it's back. We're about a week away from spring training, baby. Yep, uh, they start spring training on February 18th. Uh, on this show, we're going to do a spring training preview or look at the roster, uh, the moves the Reds have made, didn't make, and uh, kind of where we see the team going into uh, the season. Let's do it, man. So I guess first uh, talk about some of the news uh, in baseball. Uh, They have came up with some rule changes so far. No expanded DH, which I think is kind of a a, uh, hindrance to the Reds. And then also uh, they are going to keep the uh, doubleheaders if there are any to uh, two seven-game inning or two seven-inning games and uh, also putting the runner at uh, second base in extra innings. What do you think of those rules? I don't mind the the seven-inning doubleheader deal, but I, I don't really care for the, the runner at second base. I think that's that's just still minor league to me. Yeah, uh, granted, it's the game's changed over the 150-plus years, so... Maybe it's something that's going to stick around. Maybe it's just going to stay around for COVID uh, seasons, which, you know, that could be sticking around forever as well. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm not a huge fan. I'm more of a traditionalist. I I did like the DH, though, uh, in the National League uh, more than I disliked it. I mean, you you missed uh, some of the pitching changes and matchups, but um, that kind of went away with the stupid three – hitter rule and, and that one did not annoy me last year as much as I thought it did or thought it would. Uh, but, um, I guess we'll see if there's going to be any more rule changes before they, uh, break for uh, camp and, and start the season. Well, it'd be interesting how the Reds will do it since they don't have a DH anymore. How are they going to handle the outfielders? How are they going to do this? Right. Are they going to shuffle them up? Uh, Wilson Zell play shortstop. Senzel, will he play shortstop? Will D. Gordon even make the team? Who knows? Right. Well, let's uh, talk about some of the moves the Reds have made. They officially signed Sean Doolittle, and uh, he says uh, he's hoping to uh, earn the closer role. Yeah, his Twitter, man, he, he's fired up to be here, and we're happy to have him. He said he wants to earn it after last year. He had some injuries, so he wants to earn the spot. If he can get it, he's going to do it in spring training. Yeah, him and uh, Amir Garrett, two lefties, uh, probably now the um, two most likely to close 
That wouldn't be too bad. I mean, two lefties closing <laughs> in your back end. That's awesome. Um, then the Reds also signed uh, D. Strange Gordon uh, to uh, add depth. Uh, could be in the mix for starting shortstop, most likely another bench player. And so the Reds are kind of going in. Uh, their biggest question is at shortstop, which was the biggest question at the end of the season last year. Um, I, I think they're going to just go young and uh, hopefully um, the young guys can uh, step up. Uh, I, I don't know if Farmer is an everyday player. I, I don't know if a platoon situation's possible or time-sharing situation between Farmer, Gordon, and uh, others, but uh, I, I think defensively they're they're okay at shortstop. Uh, offensively, I, I think there's questions probably up and down the lineup. Well, I mean, look at shortstop. I mean, you're going to have to to get used to a guy like and Kyle Holder playing shortstop, or D Gordon, or even maybe Suarez will scoot over every once in a while and play right. Shortstop. But that's gonna that's gonna be it. Farmer's going to be the other guy in there as well, so. That's, we're gonna have to get used to that. Yeah. So let's uh, let's uh, take a look at the uh, current roster as it's made up. Uh, I don't know if they still have any room left on their forty-man roster, but um, uh, let's just talk. Uh, we've talked pitching before. I, I don't think there's a lot of uh, questions there. Oh, oh, another big news item: Trevor Bauer finally signed with the team, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. For a ridiculous you know, amount of money, <laughs> for, for for a guy that signed what three years for a hundred something million dollars, he's trying to do a Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole signed a, a sick deal with the Yankees, and Bauer just kind of you know he was out there for for the longest time. He was the number one free agent, and he was just hanging out there. And he right. didn't have a team in mind. And then we heard it from his agent saying Dodgers and Mets were the top two guys, top two teams, and there you go, he goes to L.A. He's yep. home. He's home, uh, and he's getting paid very, very well for it. Forty million dollars this year, forty-four the second year. Opt-outs after both years, so he gets the best of both worlds: a uh, long-term contract, and uh, I, I guess if he if he repeats what he did here in Cincinnati uh, next year, and the Dodgers pitching organization. Uh, there, they are still one of the best uh, in baseball. That's that's been their forte. All throughout their history, they've produced some of the best pitchers in the game. So uh, he may be losing some of the driveline guys uh, with the Reds, but uh, he's definitely in very good hands in Dodgers camp. As much as I hate to uh, lay praise on the Dodgers, I mean, the truth is um, they know pitching in that organization. This is true. They got in that rotation currently, they have three former Cy Young Award winners. Wow. Right, and and, and uh, I mean Kershaw, um, a lot of the guys. It's not that like they're going out and buying these guys; they're developing pitchers that become Cy Young guys that they keep. Yeah, Walker Bueller would be one. Right, he's an amazing pitcher. I hate to give praise, like you. I hate to give praise to a, a team that used to be our rivals in our own division. But I mean, they they've built and built, and they are World Series champions, and they're they're looking to repeat, and we need to be the team to stop them. Am I right or am I wrong? That's what you go for. Yeah. Every, every year, you start the year, your your goal is to get the World Series. Right now, the Dodgers are the team to beat. Right. Thankfully, the Reds don't have to play them that often, so they yeah. can be one of the surprise teams during the season that uh, 
that slow the Dodgers down. But that that National League West is going to be uh, between the Padres and the Dodgers. It's, there's going to be some good baseball there. Th- those two teams are stacked heavily. Uh, other those will be, be fun to watch if those two teams play each other. Other news around the league: uh, Colton Wong signed with the Brewers, so he stays within the division. I, I don't really think that's a a big uh, deal either way. Uh, he he's, he had been declining the last few years. Uh, maybe a change of scenery helps him out, but uh, as far as making the Brewers that much better, I don't think he's one player that does it. Uh, as far as the Cardinals go, they did make. Uh, Huge trade. Looking yeah, within the big, division. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. They got, um, and I'm going to butcher his name, so I'll let you say it. They got Nolan Arenado from the Colorado Rockies. Right. And so, huge upgrade. Uh, they they probably put themselves as the favorites in the division now. I, again, I hate to say that. Also, uh, Yadi uh, Yadier Molina signed another one-year contract with the uh, Cardinals, so he's going to be back. Uh, don't boo him at Great American Ballpark, please. I will. Don't worry. Uh, every time you boo him, he hits a home run or a double or an RBI. Just ignore him. Well, you can't throw things at him, so you got to do something. Yeah, you, ignore him. <laughs> don't give him the heat. I can at least flick him off, right? Um, I would not advise that. That's that's not a family-friendly atmosphere. Oh, sorry. I can at least boo him, right? <laughs> Quietly. Okay. In your mind. Uh, kind of like uh, when uh, some theme parks opened in, in Japan, they said to scream to yourselves. Can we can we do like with Daryl Strawberry came in town? Just chant, we chanted Daryl. Can we just chant Yaddy? Or yeah, Yaddy or we've never Yaddy. tried that, so that that could that could probably work better than booing. I, I think he feeds off the booze. I think you're right. <laughs> so that that's pretty much where the division stands. The uh, Pirates uh, making less than uh, their entire teams making less than uh, Trevor Bauer. Uh, surprisingly, they have like the third. Uh, Lowest payroll. The Indians have the lowest payroll in baseball. So, unfortunately, we're not playing them multiple times like we did last year. Well, it's because the Indians traded everybody away. Oh, I know. So well, we'll, be playing, we'll be playing the Indians. We'll be playing the Pirates. So, there's wins there. Let's, uh, let's talk about the uh, Reds team and uh, who they have and, uh, and what to look forward to. And we'll start with the outfielders. Oh, by the way, the 40-man roster is at 39. At 39. So there's room for one more. Yep. Shortstop, baby. It's it's not going to be Villar. (laughs) He's signed with the Mets. I know the Reds fans were freaking out about that. But, I mean, last week you're like, Villar, really? That's who we're getting? And then he signs with the Mets, and then you're like, oh, no, we didn't get anybody. Make up your mind. (laughs) Well, you mean there's nobody left. There's nobody left. Uh, It'll have to be through a trade or – uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to the infielders. Let's let's go to the outfield, uh, where there's some stability and lots of questions. Just because there's a lot of guys here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll start with uh, Jesse Winker. Uh, Tyler's Tyler Lowe's favorite player. Yes. <laughs> had a great uh, season uh, last year. Uh, coming, looking for more. I think he, he's probably disappointed more than anyone because he, he kind of fit into that DH role pretty good. 
Yeah, when he was DH and he was hitting the ball very well. I don't have his stats for when he was DH, but he was hitting the ball very yeah, well. Yeah, he he had uh, hit two fifty five last year, three eighty eight on base percentage. I mean, he's kind of your leadoff guy. Yeah, I, I kind of saw the D Gordon thing as maybe he would be the leadoff guy with his speed, but that would be like Billy Hamilton again. I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, especially these <laughs> uh, stats last year. Mm-hmm. He he was uh, right at Billy Hamilton range. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he had a, he had a terrible twenty twenty. Yeah, Nick Sinzel definitely going to make the team. Uh, I still think maybe they try him at shortstop in spring training. Uh, last year, not a good season. Of course, he was out with COVID for uh, quite a while, and he hasn't really talked about that if it was a severe, but more severe case or not. But it's, it seems like it was because he was out more than than just the ten days that were. Uh, minimum. So he hit, hit 186 last year, 247 on base. Uh, hopefully he can bounce back, uh, be healthy, uh, both with injury wise and COVID wise. But uh, it, it needs to be a breakout year for uh, Nick Senzel. Yeah, I mean Senzel. If we were talking about shortstop, he's played one game in his, in his life shortstop. Right. I mean, he tried it uh, spring training, and then. Yeah. The Reds decided to go to a, a different direction. I, I think there was an injury in the outfield, too, that kind of forced their hand. It, it seems like that's how all the Reds' decisions, uh, especially the ones that work out, happen, is that uh, one guy gets injured, so it's the next guy up. And uh, that's what happened with Aroldis Chapman. He was going to be a starter, and then uh, I think Ryan Matson was going to be the closer that year, and uh, he got injured before he even threw a pitch. And uh, the rest is history, and now Chapman's uh, going to be – a Probably going to be in Cooperstown uh, whenever he retires as uh, one of the better closers in the history of the game, not named Mariano. Yeah, I'd love to have Chapman come back for at least one more season. Maybe close his career out here yeah. when he started. You never know. I doubt that happens. He, he seems happy yeah, in New York. Yeah, hey. well, you know, things happen. For, things happen. I mean, Billy Martin was still manager. He's been traded a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, another guy on the team, uh, we'll go to the, the next two are kind of interesting if they'll make the team or not. Mark Payton and then also Scott, uh, Heiner, Hyman. Uh, Hyman. Yeah. Sorry. My, I need new glasses. I just need, yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. Scott, Scott Heineman came from the, he came on the Texas Ranger deal. Right. So, uh, I don't know much about him. I couldn't give my opinion on him. Right. I mean, the Reds have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven outfielders. Uh, I mean, I, Mark Payton, I don't think, makes the team. Probably not. They had a made team last year. They ended up trading him, and they traded getting back. I don't know. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, he um, – Yeah, last year he played in uh, – a few games, uh, had three hits, uh, 167 batting average. Yeah, we'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't unless there's injuries, I, I don't see him uh, making the team. Uh, Nick Castellanos definitely makes the team. Uh, he did okay last year. He didn't have that breakout year. Had he had that, he probably would have opted out of his contract. But then again, maybe not because nobody was spending. No. No, he probably still be on a free agent market right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Reds wouldn't have signed him back. No. He, and then uh, no one else would have signed either. So uh, he, he he kept his guaranteed money and he, guaranteed he did a smart, job. He did, the smart, he did the smart thing and not opting out. Absolutely. 
another question mark guy, Aristides Aquino. I uh, really like him. I think he has potential, but he's never really been able to put it together. Yeah, he struggled immensely in spring training last year and then didn't make the opening. Eventually, just said, you know, got set to or wherever they went. And they come back and it, it didn't have much success. He, you know, it just it just didn't have the playing time either. It just didn't have any room for it. Right. Uh, another guy, the potential leadoff guy, and I think if you let him play, David Bell, mm-hmm. I think he'll do a lot better than what his stats showed last year because, I mean, he would go days and not even not even get a pinch hit at bat. He's not a pinch hit guy. Uh, Shogo Akiyama, he needs to be hitting. 245 last year, 357 on base. Um, I mean, he he's kind of he's your leadoff guy. I mean, he needs to go back and look at his, his Japan numbers. He's a hitter. He can hit the ball. He can get on base. That's what you need. Right, and he, he can hit right-handers and left-handers. Yeah, just because he bats left-handed, he can bat against lefties. It's not a problem. Right, so, I mean, they outfield a lot of questions in kind of a good way. Uh, there's a lot of players there that could uh, make a very good impact, uh, both offensively and defensively, uh, in 2021. So, uh, pretty optimistic with the outfielders. What do you think? Well, I'm looking at the non-roster guys. We got two outfielders in there too. If you look at Dwight Smith and Nikki Delamonico. Yeah, I don't see either of them making the team. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe as a bench guy, maybe Triple A, something like that. Uh, now take a look at the infielders, and uh, yeah, first base, uh, Joey Votto. Yep. Um, Mike Mustakas is going to be your second baseman. Yeah, some guy named Gino at third. Yep. And then after that, <laughs> uh, you got two young guys, uh, Kyle Holder and uh, Jose Garcia. Holder is going to make the team unless uh, they just unless he just completely falls on his face during uh, spring training because he's a roll five guy, right? Yes, he is. Uh, Kyle Farmer, uh, he's going to make the team, but he's going to play the utility role. And Alex Blandino, I mean, he's going to have an opportunity this year as it stands right now. Whether or not he can do shortstop, uh, I'm not sure. I think he's out of options, so this is a do or die for him. Right. And then, uh, so uh, the, the shortstops is, is kind of concerning. Jose Garcia last year showed a lot of promise in spring training, and then, of course, the break. Um, I, I mean, Last year is so hard to judge whether someone had a good or bad season because it was a shortened season. You had the extended off season after spring training. So it's kind of hard to really judge how any, any player, whether it's Trevor Bauer, Joey Votto, or uh, Jose Garcia is going to play next year or this coming season. And plus, it's hard for rookies because those guys didn't have any time in the minors. There was no minors last year. Oh, no. They got to play up at Prasco, which I think went well, but that's just not the same as uh, game day situations because they didn't have enough. I don't think they had enough to really put out two full nine-player teams, and they are also uh, being careful with uh, extra careful with COVID. So it, it wasn't the same. I, I think this year, uh, once minor, once the minor league schedule is finally set, and the protocols there are set. I think uh, I think that's going to help, with, especially with some of the call-up guys, because 
Uh, last year, when someone got called up, they looked lost when they first got into the into the uh, into the games. Yeah, a, a guy named Wade Miley, for one. Um, oh yeah, he's a veteran pitcher, and he got in there and he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> I don't so, think he was ready. He just wasn't ready. No, he wasn't ready. Uh, so hopefully this year, uh, there's not going to be a two month off off season after the season starts. Uh, uh, I mean. No other sport is doing that since baseball. Unfortunately, uh, when everything hit, uh, was right in the beginning and middle of their preseason. Uh, I mean, the NBA took some months off before they finished their season, but uh, they were they were already in midseason form, so it probably helped some of those guys uh, heal up from from the season. So it's it's not the same when you're just starting to get warmed up, ready and. Uh, playing exhibition games, trying to get caught up to the speed of the game, and then, nope, uh, you're going to be off for an undetermined amount of time. So I I think last year, you kind of got to throw last year out the window for everybody when looking at their uh, career. And unfortunately, that even goes for players that had excellent seasons last year because uh, even though Trevor Bauer got paid off of it, you can't be mad. (laughs) But if if when he had a 1.74 ERA, uh, was it because of the shortened season? Was it because of the unbalanced schedules with uh, playing in the Central, which had uh, some of the worst hitting teams in baseball? Uh, so I, we'll, we'll find out this year if last year was flukes for pe- people or not, or if or if uh, if if it was truly uh, indicative of what where their career is and going. So. I think that goes for everybody from uh, Castellanos to Vado, especially Suarez, who had a very bad year coming off of the uh, injury. So uh, hopefully this year uh, players uh, start getting back into form. And you kind of saw that a little bit towards the end of the season with some of the veterans with Vado and Suarez and Mustakas starting to hit closer to their uh, baseball cards. But... Uh, it was, I mean, everything was condensed last year. So a bad game really, really, really hurt you last year. Whereas a, a good game uh, could bring you up. And um, so a 60 game season, definitely not as forgiving as 162. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, I'm always happy when February hits. Cause I know it's a new season of Reds baseball. It's a fresh start. Every team is 0-0 right now. Spring training is a time to get yourself prepared and get yourself ready to go for 162 games. It's going to be hot. It's going to be rough. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be competitive and it's going to be fun. So we need to get ready. Right. 2021 is going to happen. It's going to be a full season. Let's go. Yeah. Now uh, talking about the infielder still, I, I think Joey Votto, there's one thing the Reds really need to think about long-term when it comes to the draft this year, they really need to draft a first baseman because Votto, whether he hits 400 this year or 200, his time with the Reds is coming to an end. His time as a Major League Baseball player is uh, coming coming towards the end of his career. Yeah, and I think they did the same thing with Barry Larkin. When Larkin was at the end of his career, they really didn't have anybody in line unless you count Gookie Dawkins. Which well, you know, Felipe Lopez. They did have Felipe Lopez. Yeah. Well, he had Felipe for a couple of years, and they traded him away. Right. So then, what was the plan there? There was no plan in line for a shortstop. But you got to have a plan now with Votto. And you know, Votto's what, 37, 38 years old? Right. 
He's at he's at the very end. You need to have a plan. Somebody has got to replace him. Right. Somebody. I mean, even if even if he was to go on and, and play another ten years, uh, his contract. I, th- I think he has what three more seasons left on the contract. Uh, he's, he's good to twenty four, I believe. So yeah, yeah, three more seasons. <laughs> it's yeah. coming. It's coming quick. And uh, I, I love Joey Votto. I think he will be a Hall of Famer. I, I mean, he wins best player of the two thousand tens awards by the writers and. And, uh, so I, I think as a whole, you, you can't just look at the last season. You can't, I don't think you can look at anybody's season last year for the hall of fame, good or bad. Uh, 2019, uh, I mean, it started, started to decline, but I mean, 2017 was, should have won the MVP that year. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be a hall of famer. I think he can still contribute to the team. I think he needs to be used and utilized correctly, not leading off, uh, if he if he hits well, hit him third. If he's struggling a little bit, talk to him, ask him where he thinks he should play because Votto is one of those players, kind of like a Peyton Manning in football, where he can be his own coach. Yeah, I mean he, he should know where he's able to hit and where he can't hit. Right. If you got him second, third, that's fine. Right. But talk to but not him. Lead off. Yeah, not I mean, lead off. I mean keep let, him away from leadoff for Christ's sake. I, I mean, if you if you say if 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 uh, David Bell goes up to Votto's like, hey, I'm thinking about playing you in uh, the leadoff spot. Votto's not going to say no, but if you ask him, hey Joey, where do you think uh, you'd hit best? And and Joey will pro- will be honest and he'll give you a long answer that's very detailed. Yeah. So uh, he'll analyze. He'll analyze. I'm batting 300 in this spot. I'm oh yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, he's he's a very analytical guy. Uh, he's very thoughtful. Uh, so. Um, let him, I'm not saying he needs to write his own lineup, but, uh, at least, uh, I, I don't, I think, uh, I think that was part of the problem the last few years with David Bell with some of the players is, uh, he's, he just wrote out the lineup and didn't talk to the guys because, uh, no one said that, but you could kind of see the way that they played some of the body language as well. Yeah. I think David Bell still learning the managing thing. Um, he needs to get it together this year. I think he's on the on the end of a very short rope. And if you can't seem to get these guys where they're comfortable in a lineup and having run a different lineup every day, that's going to affect a lot of players' mentality. Oh, absolutely. Especially if there's no reasoning for it. Right. Uh, let's talk about the catchers, though. Uh, the catchers, uh, I think that this has kind of been kind of bare in the offseason. Uh, they, they did trade or didn't sign a Kirk Casale. Uh, they did pick up a third catcher, probably will not make the team, but will be there for uh, injury purposes. And uh, Davey. I think his name is Grulon. Uh, it's Gruyon. Gruyon. Or Gruyon. Uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, the double, uh, double L in Spanish is uh, is a yeah sound. That part I know. I think because he speaks, he's from the Dominican, so I think because he speaks the language a lot of the Dominican pitchers. That'll help out as well. Could be, but uh, I, I think uh, what's mixed uh, missed is Tucker Barnhart, of course, won the gold glove in the offseason. Uh, he's going to be your main catcher, but uh, Tyler Stevenson's going to get a lot of playing time. Tyler Stevenson's a star in the making. He showed that in his first at-bat last year when he homered. Right, and you know, uh, a lot of people say Walt can't draft. Walt didn't do anything for this team. Uh, Walt, uh, I believe he was, uh, the one in charge drafting, uh, Tyler Stevenson out of high school. And I think everybody was asking back then why there's like 30 catchers in the organization. 
Walt did a lot for the organization, no matter if you like him or not. He is a say he came from the Cardinals. We all know that, but he's done very well with the drafting part of it. Yeah. So he yeah he was uh, drafted. Actually, that was uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure that was Walt's uh, time. I don't think uh, Dick Williams. I'm sure Dick was involved, but I, at that point, he had not taken over. Now he was drafted in uh, 2015 before the All Star Game. Yeah, it was still Walt at that time. He was number one. He was overall pick number eleven in the first round. Right. So, and uh, I I questioned it at the time. I know he struggled at first, but I mean, he was going from high school uh, to the uh, Dayton Dragons. So and or in Billing uh, and the Billings team. So, and then uh, I think he struggled a little bit. May have had a couple of small in- injuries. Uh, through part of his uh, minor league career, but he really, really impressed me offensively last year in the in the few games he got to play in. Uh, he looked to be pretty good at calling a game and working with uh, Tucker this year. Uh, whether or not Tucker sticks around as a backup uh, after his contract is over, uh, Tyler Stevenson. This is kind of what we were talking about with Joey Votto now that his uh, career is over. There's there's nobody in the Reds organization that plays first base <laughs> in the minors. So um, unless you move Moustakas over, there's there's no future Joey Votto. No, and, and Moustakas, even looking at him, I mean, he's he's not a spring chicken either. He's no, and, 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 <laughs> one, and his contract's going to be ending around the same time as Joey, so you need a first baseman. And with the Reds, a catcher, though, we, we got to give kudos uh, to the development there. Tyler Stevenson appears to be ready. Hopefully uh, he doesn't disappoint, can stay healthy and uh, produce for many years to come. And Tucker Barnhart, uh, hats off to him, one of the best uh, one of the best players off the field as well as a good player on the field. Uh, Tucker had some really good years offensively, one of the better defensive catchers in the league. So, and had a baby last year. And, and yeah, absolutely. So, and he's one, two. He's won two gold gloves, and nobody's done that since Johnny Bench at the catcher position for for the Reds. And no, so that's I mean, a big accomplishment. I mean, people complain about Tucker all the time. Uh, uh, you can't you can't just get rid of all your defense for offense either. But uh, I, I kind of like the Barnhart uh, Stevenson combo this year. Um, if uh, Stevenson can get around eighty to a hundred games uh, with Tucker getting the rest, I think the Reds will. At least at that position, have some really good production. And plus, you know, Tucker don't switch it no more, and you got a lefty hitter like him, and then a right-handed hitter like right. Stevenson. So you got that, you got that mixture together. You know, I, I don't know if that really helped him out as much as they thought it would, though. No, <laughs> I, I think he could have still switched it and, and done about the same. So, no, I mean, considering what he bet two hundred four. Something right. like that last year. I mean, that be just batting left-handed. I think I would have went back to right-handed. And uh, real quick, uh, let's go over the pitching. Of course, they just signed Sean Doolittle. I like that. I think. Yes. Uh, I think with uh, Derek Johnson and the driveline uh, team that's with the Reds, I think uh, you'll see some great improvement by him this season. Um, the starters we lost Bauer, but uh, I think Wade Miley's due to have a uh, comeback year. I think uh, I with so. I think if he's healthy, I think things will be good. Lucas Sims, uh, we talked about him in our pitchers episode a few weeks ago. He has came out saying he's having some slight elbow issues. Uh, didn't go into details. 
uh, is not going to be ready when they uh, break camp in a couple weeks or actually next week. Uh, but uh, he does say he'll be ready for opening day. I kind of question that just because elbows always kind of make me nervous with pitchers. Yeah, I think it was with him and uh, Brandon Bailey. Bailey has a little small problem, but no no biggie. Uh, but, yeah, Lucas Sims, if it's his pitching elbow, then, yeah, that, that does uh, concern me a little bit. Uh, but uh, signing uh, Doolittle, I think, really shores up that bullpen because we were when we were going over the bullpen a couple of weeks ago. It was like, okay, we got Amir, we got Lorenzen, uh, we got Lucas Sims. But uh, once you started getting four or five deep, uh, it was starting to get a little bit more questionable. I mean, I, I adding Doolittle, I really like our bullpen. Uh, considering, I mean, if you look it up and down, besides you know. Uh, I can give to a name. I okay. I mean, Garrett, like you said, and then you throw like a uh, it could be a guy could break it out in spring training like Ryan Hendricks. Ryan Hendricks is ready. I think he's he could be a guy that could at his size. He's six three. Right. He could throw. I think he's throwing about ninety five right now. For a rookie, that's not bad. Uh, you look at a guy like Michael Lorenzen who wants to start. I think he's going to get that shot in spring training. Uh, Wade Mail Wade Miley, like you said, he needs to have a breakout year because he's do or die. Um, can you look at, uh, Noah Ramirez? We got him in the Iglesias trade. Um, he's got some experience. He's not a spring chicken either. He's 31, but he's, he needs to come out of the gates running and Sal Romano's running out of time. Oh, absolutely. We forget, always forget about Sal. And I think the Doolittle, uh, signing kind of puts him, uh, even more pressure on him to have an, an almost perfect spring. So, uh, the pitching uh, and the starting pitching, I mean, you still got Sonny Gray. You still got Luis Castillo. Uh, you got Tyler Malley. Um, so Tyler I, Malley was impressive last year. Oh, absolutely. I, I think he fits in where Desclafani was. Uh, so I, I'm, you got Wade Miley that should come back and hopefully have a good season. Uh, so I'm not overly concerned. I mean, we did lose Disco. We did lose uh, – Trevor Bauer, both are, are tough to replace. Uh, Disco, of course, his entire career here uh, some showed some signs of being a top-line starter, but uh, couldn't stay healthy, and with that, couldn't stay consistent. Well, you got Jeff Hoffman, who has, he has a shot to replace Trevor Bauer, which is big shoes to fill. I, I would say he has a shot to replace Rich, uh, Robert Stevenson. Who? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hoffman, I, I'm pulling for the guy because, you know, I think he's got talent. He just was playing in Colorado. He just didn't have – that's not a pitcher's ballpark. No. So Let's I, be honest. <laughs> I guess we'll see. But So going into spring training as it stands right now, what do you see the Reds ending the year on? Last year they ended up one game over 500 on the, uh, in the 60-game uh, season. Well, a full season, finally we get to see that. I, I missed that. So, I mean, I was happy to have baseball last year, but I won in 162 games, but I get it. Um, I, if if everybody stays healthy and every, all the pieces come together like we saw at the end of last season, I say we win at least 95 games. If, if everything falls into place. Now, if, if, the, if the cars go off the rails a little bit, you'll probably win about 80 games. I mean, 80, 80 81 games, you 500. Yeah, this That'll year be a huge disappointment to me. This year, I I'm not as optimistic as you are. I I think, uh, I mean, they play a lot of games against the Pirates, a lot of games against the Cubs, a lot of games against the Brewers, uh, and even the Cardinals. Who, um, 
upgraded a little bit, but I, I don't think they're in that dominating. I, I don't think they're that much better than us. So, well, 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 honestly, let's look at the Cardinals. We beat the Cardinals last year a lot. Right. We did well against St. Louis last year for the first time in a long time because they didn't have anybody. But uh, we did well against them, and, and and this whole division, it's a toss-up. It's a, I mean, there are some predicting no team will be five hundred during the whole year. That's not possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> because they're beating. Because one of the teams is going to beat up on the other. I th- I think the Reds realistically are looking about eighty-five wins if everything goes well. Uh, if they lose, if they win only seventy-five games, uh, I I think we're looking at a uh, at a new manager for twenty twenty-two. I mean, you could even say if they're a 500 team by the trade deadline, go out and get you a pitcher, get you a hitter. You know, you never know. True. Then and it, could go, it could go onward and upward after that. And hopefully, and, and hopefully by August, uh, we'll have more of an idea uh, how much things can open up across the country and through baseball with attendance and that kind of thing. So, uh, which, you know, because it all comes down to money. I, I think had 2020 been a normal year, uh, 2021 would have probably probably seen an increase in spending by the Reds and a lot of teams, especially going into the uh, collective bargaining agreement, because the owners <laughs> right now uh, they do not want to. Uh, nobody wants to pay anybody. They they're going for the new uh, collective bargaining agreement. It's it's going to get ugly in the off season. Uh, so COVID may go away as far as the restrictions go, uh, but next season's uh, still in question just because. Uh, it, it, it's going to be ugly. It's This is the worst I've seen it uh, between the union and the players since 2003. Hopefully they can get through the season without without striking, though. Yeah, that's what some we really don't want to see. I mean, plus they did the, the safety protocols today, and they don't mention of having fans at all, which is... Well, I, I think a lot of it is because out in California and I think even still in New York, uh, fans aren't allowed by the uh, government's. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting there. I, I still have not heard from the Reds where my seats are going to be yet. Yeah, I, I think that's still up in the air, and that's a big major thing they have to go over with, between both unions. Yeah, the fans really won't affect the the players that much because uh, they're going to require like the first five, six, seven rows to be blocked off, kind of like they did with uh, football, and they're doing with. Uh, College basketball, and I, I'm not sure if any NBA teams are having uh, having fans in the stands or not. I think they are, but not many. Yeah. All right, that kind of wraps up this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, next week, uh, we are going to be talking about our top five Reds players who played first base of all time sweet plus it's my birthday next week so hey. oh it's your birthday so what we'll do is uh you you, you got some homework uh basically uh you do you write down your five your five first basements I'll, I'll do mine and then uh we'll compare and it's anybody that's played even one game at first base qualifies so um, I mean, of course, yeah. you, you got Tony Perez is going to be a favorite. Joey Votto, P. Rose, uh, it's what whatever whatever criteria you want to use. And if you have any uh, that you would like to uh, 
send us for the show, you can uh, tweet us at uh, Reds Fans Chatter, or you can uh, email me, Scott, at Reds Fa- RedsFansChatter.com, or uh, we'll put a poll up in our uh, various Facebook groups as well. So until next week, uh, go Reds. Go Reds.